2: We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. We feel good about where we are. We really do. I'm here to tell you tonight, we believe we're on track to win this election.
0: Yes. Welcome to Caracas.
2: We knew because of the unprecedented early vote and the mail in vote that it's going to take a while. We're going to have to be patient until we, uh, the hard work of tallying the votes is finished. And it ain't over till every vote is counted. Every ballot is counted.
0: All right? Not over until you print enough to win. That's all. So we've gone from worrying about banana republics uh, in other places to becoming a sharpie republic in this place. Look, the election is not settled. And we feared this. I feared this. I told you I wanted a margin of victory yesterday that was sufficient that this could be over. Everyone is nervous right now. I have a small group of people who work here, four people. Everyone is depressed. We've gone from hanging chads to leaking Sharpies in one generation. We're now a Sharpie Republic. There are some good things that have come up so far. The Dems have lost key house seats. Contrary to what Jay Crapper predicted and what Wolf Spritzer said would happen, Pelosi is much weaker. The bad news is the far left got stronger in the Democrat Party. Right now, this country is clearly split down the middle between radical socialism as represented by occasional cortex, who is the most dangerous person coming up out of the back, and those of us who are nationalists and want a stronger America with a more defined identity, stronger borders, stronger language, stronger culture, and those who would like us to dissolve and disappear and become part of the new world order. It's that simple, that's exactly what's going on. The country is schizophrenic. Now, I could spend the next two hours of this show asking you how you feel, and I guess that's what you wanna talk about. Do you want Trump to contest this election, yes or no? Do you believe as I do that the fix is in for Biden? Are you kidding? Did you personally see anything suspicious at the polls? Are you sure that your vote actually counted? How do you believe the vermin in the media actually influenced the election? And if you are black or Hispanic, did you vote for Trump for the first time? I'd like to hear from you because this is an unprecedented change in America. The largest turnout amongst minorities in this country for a Republican since 1960. Why? Good news is we still have the Supreme Court in the Senate. But I want to say this to you. I'm not going to do this for today, tomorrow, Friday, all through December. I will not do it. I won't do it. I was on radio in the year 2000 during the Hanging Chad fiasco. And I'm not going to sit here and every day give you the same story. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You can call me on any of these topics related to the election. Or I'm going to give you a list of other topics I am capable of discussing. And you can call me and ask a question on topics such as Art, business, comedy, education, fiction, government, health and fitness, history, leisure, music, news, religion and spirituality, science, society and culture, true crime, uh, and television. If you're interested in any of these other topics, why don't you call me up? Because I'm not just going to sit and talk about hanging uh, Sharpies or the election was stolen. First of all, we're not going to change it. It's good to know that they're crooks and thieves, but are you shocked by that? Don't you remember what they did? Well, read what they did uh, in the Kennedy election when they stole the election. They did it then. They're going to do it now. And I don't know that Trump has a ghost of a chance to stop them from doing it. When you have sold out rats in the media like Wolf Spritzer, Rachel Madcow, Bill Matza on HBO, and Jay Crapper, and I'm just giving you a few names. When you have people like this who would die-hard sold out Lyshenko's of the media, and you'll have to look up who Lyshenko was. He worked for Joseph Stalin. He was a fake geneticist like Spritzer, Mad Cal, and Crapper are fake journalists. And Lyshenko gave the Stalinist regime the genetics results that they wanted to prove that the government was actually producing more crops than individual farmers were when there was a free market economy in Russia, and as a result, the Russian people starved. A famine hit Russia when the government took over agriculture. And 30 million Russians starved because of fake agriculture. Lyshenko was the fake geneticist. The same way Spritzer, Mad Cow, Matza, and Crapper are the fake journalists of our time. They're the Lyshenkos of our time. Just because I know the truth doesn't mean the truth is going to set us free. Unfortunately... They control the truth. I don't. I only have a radio show, and I have some social media. And uh, that's all I have. They control the airwaves. Now, you combine them with the the ABC, CBS, NBC. You you combine them with um, Showtime. You combine them with HBO. You combine them with Netflix, which is basically run by far-left radicals. And what you have is a monopoly of opinion. So it's a shock that Trump even got this far, by the way. You can look back and say his his team did some things that were wrong. I mean, I could tell you what the team should have done. They should have spent all the time that they wasted on the Hunter Biden um, naked pictures and the crack pictures and all of that. They should have spent all that media capital promoting their anti-socialist agenda and spell it out for the American people. This is why Hispanics went for Trump in such large numbers, especially in Florida, where many of... The hispanic folks are either directly or indirectly descended from those who fled castros cuba they know what biden and occasional cortex and uh whatever her name is harris represent they live there they ran from it their grandfather ran from it unfortunately most american millennials are morons all they know is what's on their iphone and what's between their legs What's between the legs, they know, and what's on the iPhone. That's the extent of the polarities of their knowledge. But they don't know anything about what communism has actually wrought on the world. All they know is if it feels good, do it. Speaking of things that are hanging, Teddy is hanging in there 16 years later. I put a picture of him up on Twitter. Everyone was asking me last night, how's Teddy? Because they, they want to know. He's the mascot of the Savage Nation. So, Because last night I did a uh, periscope uh, on Twitter where I went around my studio and I was reviewing what was going on and I showed you my working desk, which is a complete mess. It really isn't a mess. It's, it's a laboratory. Laboratories look like this. If you want, neat and orderly, you go to a, a, a showroom. You go to somebody who has no imagination. Their desks are extremely neat. My desk is extremely orderly to me. I know where everything is, every note, every pencil, every pen. So I did a Periscope TV last night. And it was a fairly significant number of individuals who enjoy my taking them around and talking with them about politics and then touring various things in my studio, my loft studio, my paintings and the bronzes and this and that. And then they kept saying, where's Teddy? Where's Teddy? Where's Teddy? Where's Teddy? So I figured I'd put a picture of Teddy up. Speaking of the election, there's some other good notes. Remember Donna Shalala, that monster who used to work for Bill Clinton? That monster. They installed her in Florida's 27th Congressional District. Remember Shalala? She lost last night. Huge upset the dem machine was destroyed. And another Hispanic lady, Maria Elvira Salazar, a Republican, beat her to a pulp in Florida's 27th Congressional District. So there are some good points, good things happening out there. And then there are some very bad things happening out there. When we see that we are now like a Sharpie Republic, you know. There are places that got more ballots than people. Sound familiar? Well, thank your Democrat friends. And then locally, you know, I live in the San Francisco area. I'm going to talk about some of the ballot initiatives just for a minute because they're very telling on a national level. I live in an extremely, extremely left-wing part of the world And there were some ballot initiatives that were put up there, and the results were very interesting because they didn't go all the way you would have thought they would have gone. They were called propositions, and I have the live election results. I'm going to read you one of them. There was a Proposition 16 which would have repealed the state's ban on affirmative action. It would have ended it, and it would have allowed race, sex, color, ethnicity, or country of origin to be used by government entities in hiring and public school admissions. A yes vote would have brought back affirmative action. A no vote means the state cannot use the above factors when considering hires or admissions. Even in liberal Marin County, actually in the state of California, sorry, Proposition 16, in liberal California, affirmative action was defeated 56% to 43%. So even here in liberal California, the people have come to understand what affirmative action has done to them. There was another one. Proposition 17 would have restored voting rights to people who finished their prison term, even if they were still on parole. A yes vote will allow Californians on parole to vote. A no vote meant parolees would remain unable to vote. The results... 59% 59% said yes, 41% said no, and I'm on the side of the yes votes. I say voting rights should be restored to people who finish their prison term. I've thought about it over the years, and the reason is twofold. First of all, they paid their debt to society. That's number one. Number two, it gives a former felon a stake in civil society. You deny them their civil right of voting You deny them their civility. So I'm 100% in favor of restoring voting rights to people who finish their prison term. I know you would say, gee, that's not conservative. I'm not a knee-jerk conservative. I'm not a lockstep Republican. Here's another one. Proposition 18. It would have allowed 17-year-olds to vote in primaries and special elections if they would have been 18 by the time of the general election. This was an interesting one. Again, the Dems were trying to get children to vote. It says a yes vote gives 17-year-olds the right to vote. A no vote keeps the current age restrictions in place. Take a guess who won. People said no to allowing 17 rolls to vote. And that's in liberal California. Here's a really crazy one. You know, the releasing people for theft-related crimes all over the streets, this is a sad loss here. Prop 20 would have increased jail time for some theft-related crimes. Then they should have done it. Should have done it. And it would have modified the state's early release criteria for certain inmates. A yes vote would have passed these changes. A no vote will keep the state's sentencing and release criteria the same. And unfortunately, the no vote won 62 to 37. So dangerous criminals are now on the streets because of that. And there are other uh, local initiatives that have some national implications that I will share with you uh, if if you wish. Time goes on. But here are uh, election-related questions. Do you want Trump to contest this election? Yes or no? Why? If you are black or Hispanic, did you vote for Trump for the first time? Why do you believe the fix is in for Biden? Do you believe your vote actually counted? How do you think the vermin in the media influenced people's votes this election? If Trump should lose, how will you react? If Biden loses, do you expect more violence in the streets that was triggered by the Democrats? What do you see for the next four years if Trump wins? What do you see for the next four years if Biden wins? If Biden wins and tries to institute a national lockdown, would you comply with it? And what most infuriated you last night about the election coverage? This is the Savage Nation. And again, I want to repeat, I'm open for other topics as well. And they are on these topics of art, business, comedy, education, fiction, government, health and fitness, history, Family, leisure, music, news, religion, spirituality, science, society, cultures, true crime, and television. I'd also like to talk about them because I have wide interests, and uh, that's really what it comes down to. If you're interested in other topics and you don't want to get locked into this, let's cover the gamut of the alphabet of ideas. I'll be right back on The Savage Nation. Savage. You know, if you ask me, Michael Savage, what I'd rather talk about right now than the election, and I'm not going to do it because I know it would throw us off and you only want to talk about the election, which is normal. I would rather talk about crime, crime series on television right now. I'm fascinated by crime and crime shows. And I told you I like other topics, which is something I'm going to be doing in the future much more than politics. I'm going to do all the other things, health, fitness, government, music, news, society, you name it, art, comedy, fiction. But um, I'd rather talk about the, a new show I saw on Netflix last night, because you know what I did during the election coverage? You think I'm going to sit and watch Wolf Blitzer for three hours? you got to be insane to sit and stare at the screen and look at Brett, Brett Bear, for three hours saying, mumbling the same thing. The other idiot running around on CNN with a pointer. John King up putts, running around. This is up. That's down. And that. And on, on, on Fox, they kept going back to 2016. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Every two minutes, the map shifted to 2016. I don't know so yeah I turned it off and I shifted to a Netflix show I had been watching that I loved called Sabura, season 3 came out about the um, Roman mafia and the gypsy mafia in the drug business I mean I, you know, I was so well done and then after 45 minutes of watching the ending to that I went back to uh, Wolf Flitzer, and I didn't know who the bigger criminal was see this is the reason I'm obsessed with um, crime shows And then there was another one on on Netflix. It says, if you like this, click to that. I liked Rogue City. Never heard of it. It's a Netflix drama about uh, anti-corruption cops in Marseille. And they're as rugged looking and as criminal looking as the crooks. French drama, again. And it's about the Corsican mafia. And they're pretty evil looking people. I don't know where they get these actors from. And the women are gorgeous in the French way. No one was made up right. Everyone looks like they just crawled out of bed after having hot sex. You know, the French are big on that. Even one woman who's pregnant looks, you know, that way. But it's all done well. No one smiles. No one laughs. There's no humor. And that's the reason I like crime dramas, because it's closer to reality than the ha-ha people. You know, one of those how-to-win-friends-and-influence-people type of conservative hosts? One of the blondie throwers? who tell you everything's gonna be fine tomorrow? No, everything's not gonna be fine tomorrow. Savage. How can this country be ruled no matter who wins this election? See, right now, even if we should prevail, which looks increasingly unlikely given to the fact that the criminal gang called the Democrat Party is literally stealing the election in these major states, taking it away from us. So even if they steal the election, do you think that that stumble-bum Biden is going to be able to get away with pushing the leftist agenda down our throats? He, He will have no mandate whatsoever to smash open the borders and flood us with illegal aliens. He'll have no mandate to tax us to death. He'll have no mandate to push the uh greed new deal don't call it the green new deal say savage says it's the greed new deal it's all a con it's a scam of the gangsters the green new deal is one of the greatest gang scams i've ever seen there is more money in the green new deal than there is in cocaine i mean if you could build a huge megawatt solar plant in the middle of the desert that produces nothing and get billions of dollars in government subsidies to do it isn't that better than killing people in the in the, in the drug trade? So you go into politics. This is how it works. So they're not going to have that much luck trying to push their criminal socialist agenda down the throats of this country. According to what went on before the election, they thought they had a a victory of 7 to 20 points, right? Didn't you believe the lies of Nate Silver? Nate Silver again. Where did that putz come from? I don't understand how this man even stays in business. A guy like this who's been wrong about everything since the 2016 election is still on every website. Nate Silver says this. Nate Silver. I don't even know who this guy is. I think he's a hologram like Biden. He's been wrong, Nate Silver. He's as wrong as Wolf Blitzer, as Wolf Blitzer's mother was when she had him. So what can I say to you? If Biden wins, what do you think is going to happen in this country? You think we're going to just roll over and give you our guns? I think. That if Biden's team steals the election the way they stole it for Kennedy, they're going to have a bigger problem on their hands than they can imagine. And it's going to be hell no, we won't go. They're going to, they're going to, the word I'm looking for is not revolutionize nor antagonize, but militarize millions of American people who maybe have been asleep until now. They're going to make us even more militant than we are. Now, as you know, the left was unleashed on us in the form of antifa and the blm thugs and make no mistake about this you know you have to dance around the word black lives matter like if you say the wrong word you're going to get fired go to hell i'm so sick of dancing around that word look at what they're doing in this country so you got the blm and antifa thugs unleashed on us now for months to intimidate us into either we vote for biden and the democrats or what they'll burn our buildings down I don't want to see that going on on either side and i do not think i do not think that the bidens will stop them even if they should prevail in stealing this election i think biden is using them as the shock troops as they have permitted this to go on in so many cities in this country now why do i say biden you say it's a local issue no you're wrong because when biden harris were asked about this they said well um Yeah, well, they have no other outlet for their for their rage. You get it. Why did the police have to go in so militantly to take down criminals? Why don't you use social workers? This is what their answer is. Or uh, Biden would say Antifa is an idea, not a group, which is nonsense. They're well organized. They're militarized. They're virtually Isis without weapons right now. They're a young Isis. Antifa is a young Isis in this nation. Did you hear me? They're an infant ISIS. So I can talk about this if you want, or the other topics if you want. I can talk about vitamin A or alpha-lipoic acid, or if you like, or NAC if you like. I don't really want to talk about vitamins right now. I'll do it when I do my podcast. Maybe once a week I'm going to do a health show. I'll just do a whole health show on vitamins of the, of the shows I do, or well, once in a while. I'll do a true crime TV show once a week. Comment I won't do comedy per se comedy has to be on the natural It has to be a natural thing. You can't write jokes. You have to think jokes So let's take some good calls here on the savage nation. It's the morning after everyone's depressed That I know, you know, it's like, you know, psychological nudity people are really depressed The three people who work on this show Robert Borowski says I'm over it I'm exhausted from the non-stop ride. We've been on since this election I'm exhausted from all of the blatant cheating, manipulation, and lying we've all been subjected to. We would often mock other countries for holding elections every what seemed to be four months because their elected leaders couldn't form the proper government. Robert says, now I can't imagine how stupid we look to those countries. We hold an election for president every four years, and for a multitude of reasons, we can't even get it right. So Robert's not happy today. Are you happy? No. The other folks who work on the show, Jim, said, frankly, I'm exhausted. Really wanted this to end last night. He didn't sleep all night. Fox News was a disaster. Chris Wallace has become such a hack. And Wallace is what he is. He's a a turncoat. He always was. Just look at his mouth and you'll know what type of kid he was. Uh, Ryan says, watching last night, it looked as though Trump was going to somehow pull it off again. It was a close one for sure, but it really seemed like Biden was finished. I woke up in the middle of the night due to shot nerves and was stunned to see that Biden had those suspicious spikes in numbers. It doesn't bother me that Biden caught up in states that were close. What bothers me is that they showed spikes in numbers overnight while the country slept. You hear this? How do you like that? And then he said the really scary thought is how the election has been compromised by the Democrats. He said this isn't some foreign influence this time around. No, no. He said this is a domestic conspiracy to make sure Trump does not get reelected. The way the country has developed over the past four years, owing to the radicals in the streets and the communists around the Dem cities, I think this election is telling for the future of America. I feel like elections have been compromised forever. Helen says much of the same thing, burned out, stunned, nothing insightful to say. The Dems cheated. It's been their MO forever. Like the Chicago machine that cheated Kennedy into office. (laughs) You know, Kennedy into office, right? You know, Sam Giancana, remember that night? nice fella? I mean, it's a matter of history. This is not being made up. Kennedy was put into office by the shady characters of the time. And then when he turned on them, they killed him. I mean, you know that story, right? Am I allowed to even say it? How many many shows have been done about that? How many movies? How many TV shows? Countless. Countless. So when I said to you that our title, our fight for America, would begin after the election, was I lying to you? I told you that that book was written not only for the election per se but for the fight for America that would begin after the election which is today and yes I would like you to read the book yes I would will I buy a new set of tires if you buy my book will I buy a new car will I move to a new house will I get a new washer dryer will I get Teddy a new collar no none of that is going to happen whether you buy one book or another million books sell it doesn't matter it is about stopping the fascism of the Democrat Party, and make no mistake about it, that's what they are. They're bullies and they're fascists and they're tyrants. And now let's take some calls on the Savage Nation. Glenn in California, line one, what's your topic, please? Glenn, is he there? Hey, Michael, no?
3: okay. you were talking about. Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Michael.
0: Yes, we can hear you. Yes.
3: Uh, you know, the proposition. So the proposition where. You know, the uh, once you get out of
0: prison, you can vote again. Right, right. They passed the proposition where ex-cons can vote when they that ex-cons can vote, and I'm in favor of it. Are you for or against it? Well, oh, he's well, before, he's breaking up, guys. Hey, Jim, jump in there and do something here. Fix the call, uh, Glenn. We can't hear you. Your phone is breaking up. Can you try to speak clearer? Okay. Goodbye, Charlie. That's all. He's. He's an ex-con who says he is against voting when he gets out of prison. And I, would, I did want to hear from him. I would suggest he call again. I don't know how an ex-con would be against voting when getting out of prison. Now, look, see, I know that most of them are going to vote Democrat, but th- that doesn't mean it's wrong for them to vote after they get out of prison. In other words, let me say again, if you do your time for a crime, you have paid your debt to society. Why shouldn't you have your voting rights restored? I don't care who you vote for. I mean, I'd rather you vote the way I do, but it's a free country. A person should have a stake in society. That's how I see it. I'm a very fair-minded guy. What about you? Are you an Hispanic or such individual, a minority who voted for Trump for the first time? And if you are, I'd like to hear from you. Genevieve in Fresno, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's uh, on your mind?
4: Hi, Michael. I'm a second-time voter for President Trump. 2016 and 2020 and um i think that he should dig in his heels and fight 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 but i also believe it's in god's hands
0: now it says that you are hispanic is that correct does that matter or not
4: um it doesn't matter to me
0: well wait a minute i guess the question to you is in your community weren't most of the people voting democrat correct so how did you have the guts to stand out and vote what you felt was correct, vote your, your what you thought was correct? How did you stand apart from your people?
4: Well, I don't follow the crowd. I'm an independent thinker. I've been researching um, the politics in this country for the last 10 years, and I saw things changing. And so I made the conclusion that what's happening is true in terms of um, the Marxist and communist takeover of this country.
0: How did you... Genevieve, of course you're 100% correct, but you're an independent thinker, you're a free thinker. You're not one of the sheeple in your in your community. Are you ostracized for your political beliefs?
4: No, I uh, I just believe I'm more outspoken. I've talked to other Hispanics and um, they're quiet. They don't want to speak up.
0: But what, you're saying other the other than Hispanics have voted for Trump? Are you saying others who voted for Trump? Yes. Ah, but they don't want to be stand. They don't want to stand out. They're afraid they'll be picked on or put down or whatever. I get it. All right, Genevieve. I understand your call. I'm sending you a fresh, hardcover, beautiful copy of our fight for America. You'll see the uh, very handsome host, Michael Savage, in a beautiful suit and tie in front of Air Force One on, on the cover. That's the best picture ever taken of me. That it looks like a hundred years ago. Before my whole life changed. It was taken last October, would you believe it? Unbelievable how a person could change. It happens overnight. But uh, anyway, it's a nice book, very important book, Our Fight for America. Maybe you could share it around your community. Uh, any other topics out there other than uh, the politics? Anything on crime, true crime? Are there any criminals listening to the show <laughs> who want to talk about crime or things of that nature? Society, culture, news, music, leisure. History, health, government, games, fiction, education, comedy, business, art. There are other topics in the world. You could say they're all related to uh, the election. In some ways, they are. In some ways, they are not. Because I could go off on a tangent right now on religion and spirituality and talk for two hours with you without taking a break. If you wanted me to start talking about my spiritual path, your spiritual path, or religion, I could do that for two hours, but I don't think it's appropriate today. I think most people are tuning into the media only to talk about the election and how they feel today, and they see that the Democrats are stealing the election in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, right in plain sight. They're criminals in plain sight. They're much like... Let me put it this way. What the Democrats are doing right now is like what the looters were doing in plain sight in Antifa or in the BLM crowds. They were breaking into stores in front of the police and walking out with flat screen TVs right in front of the world's eyes. Clear as a day is long. Clear as a day is long. And nothing happened to them. And so right now the Democrats are like the looters. They're losing. So they're stealing. They are looting The votes. They are looting the votes in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. That is what your Democrat Party is doing. They're looting votes in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Savage. It is horrible, but the hour is almost over. The election is not settled. You want Trump to contest this election? Yes or no? Do you agree with me that the fix is in for Biden, that they're looting votes as we speak? Right in front of our eyes, like looters from Antifa, they're literally going into stores with the cameras running and coming out with booty. And the booty in this case are votes. And I don't know what we can do about this. I feel that we've lost the country for good. I was young when Kennedy uh, was elected through criminals stealing the election for him, the Chicago machine. And I don't know what we can do about this. I want to do develop more earwax to not listen to TV. Blind myself, in essence, to not not see what's going on in this country. There are other topics that I shouldn't talk about today. Those are some of them. And I'll be back in the next hour to take your calls right here on A Savage Nation.
1: And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage.
3: Anything that arrived yesterday, it doesn't matter whether it's postmarked or not. Anything that arrived yesterday is a valid vote. That's what Pennsylvania law has always been, right? So talking about the late arriving ballots. So the postmark, first of all, the way we did prepaid postage in Pennsylvania is we went to the counties where they are. So if they wanted it to be through their business reply mail, uh, USPS permit, we did it that way. If they wanted to literally have us reimburse them for stamps or metered postage, we did it however they want
0: so there's the Yaki girl who's now the secretary of state installed by the gangs that run pennsylvania who has said it doesn't matter if the ballot is postmarked or not anything that arrived yesterday is valid so we all see in front of our eyes in plain sight that the democrats are looting the election as we watch right in front of our eyes last night americans became suspicious and outraged after key Democrat run cities, which means criminal run cities, stopped counting votes on election day. And I don't know if you've seen the video going around of Trump voters being given Sharpies at polls, and then the Sharpie pens leaked through the ballot, and then the ballot was invalidated. I don't know if you've seen this, it's on michaelsavage.com to see right in front of your eyes. Now yesterday's podcast, was savage praise for a large margin of victory does not want post-election media nightmare. Well, (laughs) my prayers did not come true. We now are living in a post-election dystopia. We have, in essence, become Uruguay. And it doesn't matter if Biden steals the election or Trump prevails and prevents him from stealing an election, we are now Uruguay. We are now not a hanging Chad, but a Sharpie Chad. We're a Sharpie Republic. And we'll never ever be the same after this election. So where is that gonna leave we the people? Where is it gonna leave us when we have no faith in the media at all anymore? We never, I mean, we already had a low opinion of people in the media, myself excluded. The reason I say myself excluded is because you'd be listening, you wouldn't be listening to the show if, if you didn't agree with me. I don't claim to have the largest audience in radio, but I still have a very significant following as I have for a quarter of a century, and I think What people have come to expect of me is an independent, objective opinion of things. Sometimes I go over the edge. I understand that. I tend to joke around. I tend to uh, overemphasize certain things. I can get very insulting and mean if I have to or if I'm in a bad mood. It's just my nature. It's the way it is. I'm going to tell you I don't have it in me. I do. I wasn't always like this, but I've developed this. This is how you have to be to live. What are you telling me? You're better than me. You believe the con men who tell you that they're all nice day and night? Those in the Ozark media cartel, you you think they're all nice guys? But I'm going to save the Ozark media cartel story for January when I go on uh, podcasts. I don't want to talk about the Ozark media cartel. It's irrelevant right now. What is relevant right now is that the Democrats are looting votes the same way Antifa and BLM loot stores while the world watches. Remember, BLM stole cameras from news crews here in San Francisco while the news crews were watching them loot. They came and stole the cameras from the news crews and the news crews weren't allowed to say it was Black Lives Matter stealing the cameras. It's the, it's the Democrats. They are literally stealing votes in front of our eyes and we're not supposed to see what we see. We have now become like Uruguay. So I, what do you want me to say about it? What, what good is talking to do right now? And I told you before. If you want, we can go into other topics, but I really don't think you want to talk about uh, art, education, fiction, government, health, fitness, television, leisure, music, news, religion, spirituality, science, culture, true crime. I don't think you want to talk about that stuff, but I'm open to it. The fact of the matter is the will of the people is being trampled upon. The very fundamentals of our democracy are the ballot box. How many years, I remember when I began a radio in 94, 1994, I said to the people who were destroying California, and I was so right, I watched the people kill themselves to go out and vote against affirmative action only to have it stolen by one rotten, stinking judge, Felton Henderson. He stole the votes of 6 million Californians, and he destroyed the state putting morons in government positions, which is why the government has destroyed this state. And it's the same everywhere you turn. It doesn't even matter if we vote anymore. It seems they'll steal whatever they wanna steal and do whatever they wanna do. So you say, all right, what are you gonna do about it? Well, it makes you wanna turn in and say, tend your own garden, do your own thing. I'm the hell with them all, I don't even wanna vote anymore, which is of course where they want you to go. They don't want you to vote anymore so they can continue to manipulate the elections with their cast of characters their illegal aliens, their fake ballots, and then turn us into Cuba or Venezuela. And you think that that's hyperbole, you are mistaken. Ask the Cubans in Florida who came out in droves to vote against Biden. They were miscalculated, they were undercounted, they were not considered to be valid anymore by the Democrat machine. They thought that the children of the Cuban emigres had become so Americanized and so weakened by uh, let's say drug sex and rock and roll that they wouldn't even remember what their grandfathers fled from. But they don't understand their grandfathers and the grandmothers taught their children well what communism does to people, what communism does to cities. And all you gotta do is look at the living examples of it, either overseas or here. Take a look at Caracas, Venezuela, once one of the most beautiful cities on earth, a thriving, booming capitalist society that had a choice, and they put in Hugo Chavez, a socialist who said he wasn't a socialist like Bernie Sanders, who said he wasn't an authoritarian like Joe Biden, and now the city has been hollowed out and turned into a hellhole. People are living in mud mud, mud holes. They don't know where to get the next meal from. And many of those people from Venezuela fled to America, to Texas, to California, to mainly to Florida, and they voted, and they voted against Joe Biden. And they voted against Congresswoman Shalala because they did not want to see a Caracas occur here in Miami. You say it can't happen here. It happens wherever this pollution washes up. Whenever this pollution of socialism or communism washes up in a city, the end result is always the same. And it doesn't matter whether it's San Francisco, Miami, or Caracas. The end is always the same. So where does that leave us? How do we change the country that is now slipping and sliding away from us? Do we have that song, Slipping and Sliding? Jim, maybe we can get a nice song going. And if you want to sound off, the phone number is 855 Jim, did I predict any of this in our fight for America? I don't really go to the book every night and say, oh, can I, I, can I prove it? Can I, prove it? Do we have, I have the war on our liberty, the war on our Constitution, from law and order to raw disorder. Would any of that work? Uh, today on the show, The War on Our Liberty. No, I I don't want to read from my book. It's boring. I think people only want to hear about what happened and what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, And there's only so much any one book can do. If you want to look at Staring Into the Abyss, if you've bought the book, take a look at the closing words of what I think is uh, my most important book. Because it ends with, I'm not reading it. I'm going to read you the, the heading. Just listen to the heading. Staring Into the Abyss... From the French Revolution to the American leftist revolution, from climate hysteria to racial hysteria. That more or less says it. And I said America is on the precipice of an abyss. We are staring into a self-made oblivion where everything that has previously defined the greatest nation in human history is erased. Rather than fighting with our last breath to avoid it, we are running headlong into the chasm like lemmings stampeding over a cliff. And that, of course, predicted all of you who voted for Biden-Harris, because you may not know it, many of you. You hate Trump so much that you blamed him for every problem on earth because you are projecting your own failures. You know, I would see people on Twitter saying, I can't wait till he's gone. It's like a nightmare when it's over. And I would say to them, how are you suffering? And no one ever answered me. Nobody could answer that fundamental question. If Trump is so damn bad, how how are you suffering? What has he actually done to make you suffer? The answer is, there is no answer. You want to blame him for the epidemic that's sweeping the world? You'd rather blame him than the Chinese who released it on the world inadvertently or on purpose? But you'd rather blame him? Why? What did he do wrong? Oh, I see. He stopped travelers from China when Pelosi was telling you to go to Chinatown? Why don't you blame her instead of blaming him? So, you know, if you put your prejudices and your biases ahead of your logical faculties, you always come up wrong. It was explained to me in another way. In our brain, we have many different regions of the brain and one of the regions of the brain is called the optic chiasma. It's just a piece of the brain that when you look at something, you're actually looking at it upside down and backwards. It's, I know, don't think about it because you'll go crazy. You'll never see thing, anything the same again. Ask an ophthalmologist. But I don't know how they get up in the morning. The optic chiasma reverses the image that we actually see like a camera does, at least cameras used to, and, and, and corrects it for us. And when your optic chiasma is off, you see things in a distorted manner. And many of you are so distorted that you took the bait and blamed Trump for everything that went wrong in your own life. It's a vast psychosis of a a major portion of the populations of the Western world. They wanted to blame someone for their own failures, their own failings. And it was conveniently laid at the footstep of Trump. Why? This is an interesting topic. First of all, he made himself an easy target because he's outspoken, he's loud, he's obnoxious sometimes, he's gruff, he's aggressive, and people like to hate people to begin with. So if you play Mr. Rogers and you do the bone on me thing like Biden did, see in the beginning Biden was the real I can I use the word uh I won't use the word They're unnecessary, the real tough person of the actual year. Let's put it that way. Biden is as mean as they come. He didn't get where he is by being a nice guy. He's not Mr. Rogers. He's a mean uh street fighter. That's why he's still fighting at age 78. He's a fighter. Don't, don't make any mince words about it. So Biden used that nasty persona right through February attacking white, because he read white, no good, white, n- white nationalist, white this, white privilege. He was doing it right through to February. And then whoever's running his campaign dummied him up and said, hey, schmuck, stop with the white privilege and the white attacking whites. We need the Eddies in Scranton. We need the steel worker, the carpenter to vote for us and make believe you're a nice guy and make Trump the bad guy. So that's what they did. And so the idiot white guys didn't know they were digging their own grave and they voted for this putz because he used the key a key element of politics, which is the seat. A key element of politics is the seat. Bonami, it's called when you want to sell somebody something, you project a certain bonami upon the situation or upon them. Right. And that is how you sell anything, right? You don't sell anything with a hard sell anymore. It's a soft sell. Bon Ami, Bon Ami. So Biden became Mr. Bon Ami. And Trump became the villain for everything wrong, not only in the world, but in the lives of all of the people in America who feel that the world went bad on them. They needed a scapegoat. And he became the convenient target. And you and your heart, who don't like my opinions and don't like my politics, you know better than I do that I just touched a a raw nerve in you. You know that you are blaming him for everything wrong in the world when you you know in your heart of hearts, no man can be responsible for, for all things right, nor all things wrong.
1: Savage. This is about white folks. This is about white people who saw a president who was corrupt and sexist and violent and mismanaged an
0: entire pandemic that's killed over 230,000 people by the election. And they said, I want some more of that. So even if every single black person and every single Latino person had come out and said, hey, we're going to support Joe Biden, it wouldn't have been enough to overcome the number of white people who are okay with Trump. So this racist slob. Was allowed to say things like this against the whole race these genocidal statements produce violence as you well know and MSNBC saw no problem with it The people who run MSNBC frankly should be turned dark. They should be turned off the air. How do you let a racist like this? blame an entire race For the problems in this country unless you yourself are psychotic and this is what's gonna happen in this country after Biden steals this election. Now, in terms of the popular vote, it is true that he has received more votes for president than any other candidate in US history. That is sadly true, but the truth is the truth. And that the 2020 election seems to have had the highest voter turnout since 1908. Now, it's interesting 1908 is used as a high watermark. I think that's when Teddy Roosevelt was running on a populist platform. But 65 percent of eligible Americans voted in 1908, and if 160 million people vote this year, that would put the eligible turnout rate at around 67 percent in 2020. So the nation is totally polarized, and uh, Biden's lead over Trump in the popular vote seems to be—it seems to be growing, by the way. Growing because either on based on reality or on the fact that they're stuffing ballots as we talk. And uh, having said that about Biden, Trump's totals are also going to pass Obama's 2008 record. Did you, did you know that? Trump might get 73 to 75 million votes. So these are likely to be the two top popular vote totals in U.S. history. What does that mean for us going forward? It means the nation is paralyzed for the next four years. It means that even if Biden's team of gangsters manage to steal the election, the country is going to be ungovernable. Tell me how they're going to force their agenda down our throats. I won't go for it. I will resist. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you what's coming. Well, it's too far ahead. If need be, there'll be a tax revolt in this country. The only way to stop these gangsters is to stop paying your taxes, and that's going to take a tax revolt. Now, we've had them before in this country. We've had whole propositions passed in the state of California to stop the high taxes. And if Biden and Pelosi and that gang want to jam their communist agenda down our throats by taxing businesses out of business, they're going to provoke a backlash in the the form of, in one form, it will be a tax revolt. I hope it doesn't get more violent than that. But if they try to force their rotten, stinking Venezuelan agenda down our throats, everything is on the damn table. Savage. Well, this just in. It's the headline on the New York Post. Joe Biden powers way to key swing state victory in Michigan. It looks like they have stuffed enough ballots and stolen the election uh, in Michigan, which is a very, very big story unto itself. Now, Trump last night said he's going to take all of this to the U.S. Supreme Court when he said he wanted voting to stop. And I want you to listen to clip three, and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to comment on that in a moment. Clip three, please.
2: So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop we don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list okay it's it's a very sad it's a very sad moment to me this is a very sad moment and we will win this and as far as i'm concerned we already have won it
0: well unfortunately that is not true and I'm going to tell you something else that you don't want to hear. Many of you get mad at me when I don't toe the party line. But many of you listen to me because I don't toe the party line. I am not a knee jerk, a great American type. Let them all be carry clapper for themselves. Let them all clap themselves on the back. I'll tell you what's going to happen Trump's going to be rejected by the Supreme Court. You think, well, we own it. It's our Supreme Court. He has been attacking judges, he's been attacking the judiciary, rightly in many cases. They're not gonna side with him. They're gonna show that they're neutral. They're gonna show that they're in the middle of the road and they're not gonna, they're not gonna side with him. Mark my words. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna go to them and they're gonna say no and that's the end of the road. Now, you know, the country is so divided no matter who wins right now, it's an ungovernable nation. I don't know how this nation lives. I don't understand how you get anything done. So should Trump concede? At a certain point, if the if the electorals move over to Biden for the sake of the nation, should he step aside and say, while I think many of these votes are unfair or not correct, should he step aside? I want you to think carefully before you answer that, because many of you say, no, he's our fighter. We want him to fight to the end. Okay, so let's take it that way for a minute. So Trump fights. He contests the election. And then what happens? Can he win? See, he's in a negative position already. So if he fights and contests the results, he can't win anyway. What's he going to prove? That there were votes for him that weren't counted? He's he's going to do is do a negative and say there were no votes for Biden that were not real. But it doesn't show that those were votes for him. Do you understand that? So therefore, I don't see how he wins. As sad as it is for me to tell you this, I think that at some point, if this trend keeps up, Biden's going to win and Trump's going to have to concede for the sake of the nation. Mark it down. You're going to hate me for it. You're going to say, how dare you be a defeatist? How come you're not like all of the others saying you should fight to the end? Because they're full of crap. That's why they're just telling you what you want to hear. I have never told you what you want to hear. I've always told you what I think is correct. And I'll live with it one way or the other, because I'm just talking with you the way I would talk with family members. By and large, that's what the show is. I think out loud and I speak out loud. So now let's go to the callers who make the show and break the show. And earlier in the program, if you missed it, I read some of the ballot initiatives in California that were voted on, including a ballot initiative permitting felons who are out on parole to vote. I am in favor of it. Many people say, gee, that's so unconservative of you, unRepublican of you. Well, I'm a humanist. I believe in human rights. And if a person made a mistake in life or committed a crime and they paid their time, why shouldn't they vote? Tell me why they shouldn't vote. Because most of them vote Democrat, that's irrelevant. What is relevant from my point of view is that what's right is right and you need to restore a person's right to vote or else they have no stake in society. And I, I think that if you give a felon a right to vote, meaning once they've served their time, even if they are on parole, so what? Why shouldn't they? Now, what do you think? Eric in the vital Line 7. Welcome to the program. Go ahead, please.
3: Hey, uh, Michael, thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Okay, my apologies. Um, Hey, uh, Michael, I agree with you entirely uh, on this issue and and very very few others. But, yes, uh, people pay their time. um, They they pay their debt to society. They get back out. You get a voice again. I, I think that's the only... That's the only way that we right. are. Well, I'm
0: right, that—that's to me. The conservatives would say, "No, never let a former felon vote because they all vote Democrat." A, a it's not true. B, it's also wrong. If you pay your debt to society, why shouldn't you be allowed to vote? That's why the the ballot initiative uh, made sense to me. Are you a former felon or just uh, involved in this issue? <laughs>
3: no, I'm a, a last Catholic. I'm a former conservative uh, who is now very liberal. Um, but uh, I, you know, wait, wait, wait!
0: Explain that to me. We hear about a lot of liberals who became conservative. How does a former conservative become liberal? How did that happen?
3: You know, um, Michael, I, I grew up in a very conservative household. and went to Catholic school for twelve years. Um, I led a very, very focused and uh, when when the guardrails came off and I had to, I no longer had a support group uh, to kind of prop me in that direction. I had to figure things out for myself. Um, I, you know, just, just, it, it just through life experience and observation and seeing how people overcome things um, made me... Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. you're not making sense. I'm sorry. You're trying to compress your life into too small a a, a, um, a a story. What happened? Did something go wrong in your life? I'm trying to follow you.
3: No, you know, so I, 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 uh, I, I'd like to say uh, my life was very structured, and when I went away to school... I had no one really to rely on but myself. I accepted a scholarship to uh, play football up in northern Idaho, um, and the, the family unit that was really supporting me and, and kind of driving me um, wasn't there anymore. I was on my own. I, I was responsible for everything on my my own, and that uh, gave me a different appreciation for how the world really works.
0: Because so, how did that make you? How did that make you a, a liberal? How did that turn you into a liberal? Becoming self reliant
3: advantages I had, uh, that, that kind of informed on my position in life. All right. Um, I I think the, the conservative position is, uh, that if you, you work hard, you do things, what you're supposed to do, you stay in line, everything works out. And my experience, what I saw is my other teammates who came from, you know, tougher situations than me, um, other students in, in, uh, you know, from Idaho, I saw that a lot of people were doing everything the way that they're supposed to do, and they still were not uh, able to uh, make it. And that, that was not their fault.
0: All right. So your position is that of a social liberal and that society should help people who need help is what, basically what you're saying.
3: Uh, you, know, you can go in that direction with it, Michael, but I, I look at it this way. Not, not everyone who is successful earned their success a lot of them did a lot of them uh, just kind of fell into it and I think if we pretend that that's not the case uh yeah I, I think that uh, a liberal position where you,
0: you uh, but wait, so are you arguing that the successful should have their success taken from them in order to create a quote fairness and give it to those who didn't earn it is that, that's not what you're arguing I don't think
3: no, it isn't. What, what I'm saying is we, we build up successful people uh, to the point where we think that they are some kind of magnificent uh, uh, creatures. And some of them are, but a lot of them are not. And I think when we pretend that you know, someone who is successful uh, is amazing just because they're successful,
0: I think we kind of lose the... All right. Well, I, I agree with you. I don't look up to people because of their financial success or, of their, or let's say, celebrity success. They don't put them on a pedestal for me. But I don't know how that turns you into a liberal. It sounds like you're a self-reliant individual if I listen to you carefully. Well, I, I am. I, I, most of the
3: liberals I know are self-reliant individuals.
0: So why do they want a welfare state if they're self-reliant?
3: Because... There are a lot of people who are not self-reliant, and those of us who are self-reliant, we actually, we actually live in a safer world when the people who are not self-reliant have a net to keep them from falling into desperation.
0: Right. Well, I, I've heard that argument, and there's a, a certain degree of validity to it. You can't lock up the whole world of losers, I understand that, or unlucky people. So what tax rate would make you happy? How much of your money would you be willing to give away in federal taxes? What percent, 80 percent, 70, 60, 50, 90? <laughs> At least you have a sense of humor for an ex-football player. You know, for a reformed Catholic, I can hear a little mirth in you. How did that happen? You must be Irish. Uh, more, more Italian than anything else, Mike. <laughs> Well, you know, I used to I used to hear from people when I complained about Jewish liberals who I ran away from. They would say, if you if you think Jewish liberals are bad, you haven't met an Irish liberal yet. Then I would say that to Irish friends and they say, if you think Irish liberals are bad, you haven't met the Italian liberals who are absolutely crazy socialists. I mean, they they, they gave us Sacco and Vanzetti. But so you are, let's say, a social liberal as a um, former. Uh, what would you say? Would you say your family was politically conservative?
3: Absolutely. My, my folks have a uh, sign sunk in their driveway that says Republican parking only. I got to park on the street, Michael, when I wanna go visit
0: them. <laughs> uh, so that leads me to the next question. It's a little self-serving because I don't know how much longer I'll be hearing from people like you on the show, especially come January when there won't be any phone calls at all unless we can figure out how to do it on the podcast. What... M- what brings you to listen to this show here in San Francisco? Why do you listen to me if I don't represent your way of thinking, by and large?
3: Well, good, good question. Um, Michael, I, I turned on conservative radio for the first time in several years today because I was hoping for some Freud, right? I wanted to hear uh, the whining and the crying, and I, I heard enough of that. And after I listened to it for a while, I realized that that really isn't what I wanted to hear. I only had to hear, uh, Rush Limbaugh and, and a couple of your, uh, peers. And before I realized that, you know, I'm, I am much more interested in, uh, extending an olive branch, um, because I, I do think Biden's going to get sworn in here pretty soon. And I'm more worried about what's next. And that's the football player in
0: me. Well, that's right. That's what I've been saying all along. I don't see how anyone governs this nation. It's so schizophrenic right now. How can this nation be governed? Do you think that this radical leftist agenda is going to be forced down the throat of these millions of other people who are almost equal in number to the to the Biden folks? I don't think so.
3: I I don't think so either. And I don't think that uh, uh, forcing an agenda is, is realistic for anybody. I don't think it was realistic for Trump to try to force his agenda, and I don't think it would
0: be realistic. Well, hold it now. So what was his agenda that you didn't like? It's interesting. What did he force down your throat that you found repellent?
3: Sure. Um, You know, Trump forced a a couple of things, Michael. He forced uh, a nationalism that uh, kind of—it's not the way I understand nationalism. All right, I'm very proud of America. I put my—
0: So you oppose firm borders?
3: Uh, I I certainly oppose them uh, the way
0: that we've been trying to implement them. I'm I'm... what you're not answering the question. I'm trying to be reasonable with you. I've given you a lot of time and now it come down to the actual policies. You say you oppose the nationalism that Trump tried to impose. He's about the most moderate nationalist I've ever seen. Uh, So you would like open borders like Nancy Pelosi with millions of undocumented pouring in here, diseased or not, to take advantage of our welfare system? I don't think so.
3: Are, are, you, are you saying there's nothing in between Donald Trump? And
0: well, well, what? tell me what's in between. We accept the most immigrants in the world legally right now. So how many more can we take in?
3: Yeah, so, Michael, what I what I uh, am a strong advocate for is take, take whatever money you want to put into walls uh, and uh, uh, enforcement agents and apply that to uh, a court system that can process people and actually conduct background checks.
0: To figure out who is a threat. But, but how many? How many more do you want in here? How many can we take when already there's a vast unemployment because of COVID? Do you realize how absurd your argument is right now? And you see, things have changed. Do you know that the Democrats argued just the other day that we should let people in over the border, even those with COVID? How can we do a thing like that in a time like this? Trump closed the border because he didn't want people who were infected coming over the border. Put aside the economics of it. Isn't there common sense at a certain point in terms of border control?
3: Did, did Trump care about uh, people becoming infected when he was letting
0: them in from Europe? Well, wait a minute. Well, what does Europe have to do with this? There, there's a very, very small number of people coming in from Europe. You're making the the argument now based upon race. I know where you're going with this. You're implying that Trump is a racist because he believes in the American uh, way, of borders, language, and culture. Why does that make him a racist if he's a man who believes in a nation? Where is the racism inherent in that?
3: No, no, it, it's not racism. It's just a matter of practicality, Michael. Trump, Trump didn't care about diseases, uh, uh, you know, cases of COVID coming in uh, back in March and April when the, the majority of cases that uh, manifested in the U.S. were coming from. Yeah, you know, that that wasn't an issue then, and now
0: it's. No, 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 you almost gave the big lie of Meat Governor Meatball of New York. No, COVID did not originate in Italy. Covid did not originate in England. Covid did not originate in Germany. Covid came out of a laboratory in Wuhan. You know that, and I know that. Or it came from a an infected animal in the animal market. So why are you pushing forward the big lie that the Covid epidemic came from Europe? That's the lie of Governor Meatball out of New York.
3: <laughs> no, I, Michael, the,
0: the evidence. All right. Yeah, you know, we could continue this for a long time, and I think at the end of it, you may wind up thinking that your parents are right after all, but you're a good sport. And I don't know if you're willing to read books, but if you will uh, be, are you willing to read my book, Our Fight for America? Maybe you'll become sane again.
3: Hey, Michael, you send it to me. I will read it. I promise.
0: No, no. Okay. I don't mean to be insulting. Take the gentleman's address. We'll send it to the publisher. Brand new copy of yours truly's Our Fight for America. You're a good sport. I think we'd wind up agreeing on more things than disagreeing because you at least will reason, which is unlike many, many people on your side. Savage. Well, look, you know, I got to give it to you like it is. I call him as I see him and I give you the truth where it is required. Newsmax, which is a wonderful conservative outlet, has called Michigan for Biden. End the story. Period. End of story. And Arizona, which should have gone to Trump, went to Biden because you well know the McCain family hates Trump because of what Trump said about uh, their wonderful, wonderful hero who was captured when he said he hates soldiers who get captured. That was a huge error, and they never forgave him. And so the McCain family, who runs the Republican Party in Arizona, made sure that Trump lost. Florida, big victory for Trump. Pennsylvania went to Trump, but right now it's over in Michigan. Biden stole it, and the uh, state has swung against Trump. The only thing outstanding now is the corrupt state of Nevada, and you know and I know what's going to happen, given that it's run by unions. You may as well get your Kleenex out if you want Trump to win.